The folklore in Kid Cryptid wouldn't exist if it weren't for the rich history and vibrant cultures these stories come from. While we do our best to provide accurate information, we recognize that we are, at best, amateurs here. This podcast is best considered for entertainment purposes only, and it comes from a place of love and respect for the peoples behind the lore. Now, on with the show. Welcome back. I'm Sean. I'm Elias. And you're listening to Kid Cryptid, the podcast where we talk about the strange man-beast hybrids that lurk in the shadows throughout human history known as cryptids. You ready for what I'm about to throw down your way, Elias? Yep. Well, brace yourself, because today we're talking about goats. <laughs> um, goats? Yeah? How are they scary? Like, we see actual goats. Yeah, are you saying that goats aren't cryptids? I'm saying they're not cryptids. Have you ever looked at their eyes? They're weird. And they're creepy, and there's no way that they exist as a result of anything natural. Their eyes look like sheep. Okay, fine. So we're not really talking about goats. At least not specifically. We're actually going to talk about a cryptid here in Kentucky called the Popelick Monster. And because of that, we're also going to have to talk about goats. <laughs> Chupacabra. Recent episode, and there's goats in it. This time, we're talking about goats again. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought of that. Good catch. Thank you. So, the Popelick monster is one of those cryptids with a pretty murky origin story. Going back to at least the 1940s, the monster's existence is tied to a railroad trestle that runs over Popelick Creek near Louisville. Side note for non-Kentucky-based listeners, that is the proper pronunciation. Try it now. Louisville. Anyway, this trestle is about 90 feet tall and has no railings. It was built in the 1800s, but is still used today. It's the kind of place where if you happen to be walking along the railroad tracks and a train comes, you're in big trouble because there's nowhere to go but down. If you somehow survive the fall, you'll find yourself right in the middle of where the monster is supposed to live. Now that's the part about the monster that stays consistent. Still wondering where the goats come in? Maybe it looks like a goat? That's a pretty good observation, because the Pope Lick monster is a type of goat man. It's got a fur-covered, human-like body and arms, with the head and legs of a goat. Sharp horns protrude from its head. Oh, wait. I've, um, actually think... I I think I've actually heard of it. Like, does it look like half man, half goat legs and ha horns on its head? It does have horns. So it has a... Does it have, like, a man's face or head? Nope, it has a goat head. Okay, I just, never mind. Okay. And the other thing, though, is despite having the goat's head, it has human eyes that are a really deep blue color instead of the weird goat eyes. Like those eyes that look like they're on sheep because they're really squiggly. They creep me, they creep me out. Now, how this monster came about is another matter entirely. In some versions, it was a poor individual that was born half-man, half-goat, and was taken on as a circus freak. After years of mistreatment, it ran away vowing revenge. Another version keeps the man-goat birth and circus freak parts, but has it escaping into the wild after a train wreck caused by lightning. This also conveniently links the monster to another legend about a ghost train. Ghost train? 
one legend gets pretty dark. It says that the monster had been a goat farmer who used to sacrifice his goats to the devil in exchange for eternal life. Now, I don't know if you noticed or not, but this this is kind of like the Jersey Devil a little bit, huh? Where there's a couple of different stories about how it got started. Um, except it has a horse head. Goat. It's got a... Oh, you mean the Jersey Devil has a horse head? Yes. Ah, good point. But it was also kind of born super freaky, right? Um, yeah. There are other legends, each with their own twists and levels of believability. In any case, they all end up with the monster making its home beneath the tracks at Popelick Creek. So, so far, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking, like, there's this big creek, and um, the monster lives under the water. And if you're passing by uh, the train, it tracks and the train comes, and you jump into the water, the... Um, monster would drag you down well it's kind of interesting about the how the the stuff is set up because actually there's a road that runs underneath of the the train tracks there too now based on what you've heard so far with the origin stories do you think this monster is going to be very friendly probably not yeah the popelik monster is known for being pretty vicious actually just like the wendigo well, not quite. There's there's no cannibalism in this episode. Yeah, good point. So the ways that it goes about being wicked are just as varied as the origin stories. According to some, the creature mimics people's voices, tricking them to come out onto the tracks only to get hit by an oncoming train. In others, the monster jumps down off of the tracks and onto cars as they drive past below. Some stories even tell of it using an axe to attack people. It is a little shocking to hear about an axe-wielding goat man. (laughs) Like, I'm picturing right now, and it's like, with the axe. Uh, That would be kind of terrifying. According to some other reports, people are found naked and delirious below the bridge, claiming that they have been held prisoner by the creature for years. Um, okay. Now, you want to know something funny? No. No, it's okay, really. It's not going to be scary. Okay. There are no documented sightings of this cryptid. No pictures, no videos, nothing. So where does all this come from? Uh... Well, first question. How do you even look it up? If there's no pictures about it and no videos... Well, there's stories about it. So where do you think those stories came from? People? Yeah, um, that's kind of the thing. So people have turned up dead at the railroad tracks. Um, Despite the danger of the trestle, people have decided to try to walk across it. And occasionally they've gotten stuck in the middle when a train came. So it's really the kind of place that people have turned into a rite of passage, like as kids and teenagers and trying to go across the bridge as a way of showing how brave they are. And then bad things have happened. So as a result, stories have kind of come up to try to keep people scared away, I think. Unfortunately, though, these monster stories have probably only increased the deaths as the legends have sent people out looking for the famed beast at Pope Lick. Fences have since been put up in the area 
to try and keep people from getting across the bridge or climbing up on the trestle, but it's been far from perfect and people still break in to the area all the time. Well, if there's, well, are there stairs at the bridge? No, they don't want people going out there. If, say if somebody was walking and and the train was coming and if they had to make a staircase down to the floor, um, they might have gone down it, but if the Bartman Park Goat thing you just told about me was there, then they probably made a big mistake because, yeah. That's, uh, that is the Pope Lick Monster, and it's in Louisville, and that's, that's pretty close. Should we go look for it? Yeah, wait. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> wait no wait what do you mean by look for it i think we should go to uh pope lick and see if we can find the monster no please no 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 all right well let's talk about goats instead well yeah but if we do go to pope lick and i just see a goat then that means the pope lick monster is not real but never judge um monsters because they could be real now i know that today goats don't seem like a very important animal but if you go back into human history they helped us get where we are today it's likely that they're one of the first animals that humans were able to domesticate do you know what that means domesticate no so that means we were able to get them used to being around us and to tame them so we ate their meat we drank their milk we used their skins to make containers to hold water and wine, and we even used their skin to write on. Point is, goats were important. Um, why would you drink their milk? You drink cow's milk. How's it any different if it comes from a goat? Because a goat has horns, and... Um, so do cows. And um, goats are shorter and furrier. Your points are not holding up here, buddy. Lots of people drink goat's milk. It's a thing. Just like goat cheese. That's a thing? Okay, I continue. Now, as a result, they began working their way into early religions. They became symbols for all sorts of things, from strength and power to creative energy and fertility. It also served as a symbol of mischief and irresponsibility. They show up as early as 474 BC in the form of the god Pan. If you've seen Fantasia from Disney, you've seen a depiction of Pan. He's an impish fellow with goat legs and a human body, and he plays the pipes. And yes, Peter Pan is something of a reference to that god and his mischievous traits. In Norse mythology, Thor had a magical chariot that he rides through the sky. It's pulled by two goats. I would try to tell you their names, but I would butcher them, so I'll just give the translated versions. Uh, Their names are Snarler and Teethgrinder. If you're an astrology follower, you'll also recognize the goat in Capricorn. Wait. Now, I think what you were talking about earlier was a satyr, which is another mythological creation that was the goat man kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you're dead on with that, too. Yeah. Um, or even if you think of uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Mr. Tumnus is another goat man creature. Um, have we seen that? We have. It's been a while. You may not remember. Oh, it. yeah, I remember. 
now, remember that, um, I remember when that girl finds him and, um, they become very good friends. There you go. No, you're totally right. Now, of course, things change over time. And as cultures merged through trade and war, symbols began to change. Christianity in particular pushed against these symbols by using them as a sign of the devil. By the 1800s, the goat's noble, if somewhat roguish, status had turned much darker. Elphias Levi, a self-proclaimed occultist, used the goat as the basis for the deity Baphomet, which was used against the Knights Templar as evidence of their corruption. Now, I realize that the Knights Templar were way before the 1800s, but Baphomet comes up in some of the writings involving them, and that was what they were accused of switching to so that they could be taken out of power. I could go way deeper into it, and you can go down a really deep rabbit hole trying to unravel how the symbolism of goats has evolved. It's really quite eye-opening just to see how interwoven into human history it really is. So if that seems interesting to you, by all means, feel free to research it more. But I, I don't have the time or really enough knowledge to fully dive into it any further here. Okay. Now, the Pope Lick monster is not the only modern goat man supposedly running around either. There are stories of goat men in Maryland and Texas as well. So even now, the symbol of the goat lives on in some form. So there you have it. Goats. Does it make better sense now? Mm, kind of, but if I saw like this goat man or this goat mascot that had like people's lives, I'd be like, there's the goat. Well, not the... And that is the important thing with that one. That's what separates it from the other goat men and uh, yep. is always consistent too are those blue eyes. Those blue eyes. Maybe it'll sing Frank Sinatra songs. If it is, if it was a nice one. Yeah, sorry, that was kind of maybe a little over your head. But when I think of the blue eyes, I'm thinking like it has goat eyes, but it has blue goat eyes. Nope, they're they're described definitely as being human, so they okay. have the round pupil instead of the sideways one. Hmm. Although I do like how you pointed out earlier that uh. Last week we talked about goats being eaten, and now we talk about goats doing the eating. Yeah. I had not even realized that. I guess oh, wait, I just found something out. Goat fight, because um, that, that, that goat part man thing and the chupacabra might fight because one's a goat, <laughs> goat eater. The avenging goat man. <laughs> we, that is, that is... A, we may have to think about that on some level going forward because that is yeah. kind of fun. Goatman versus Chupacabra? <laughs> yeah. We'll win. All right. I like where your head's at. Though they may be humble, slightly amusing creatures today, goats are more than they seem. They have given us gods and demons and things in between. Though we may not recognize it, creatures like the Pope Lick Monster are a legacy of the past both good and bad. And it should be noted that even though no one has seen it, everyone knows what it looks like. So remember that the next time you find yourself in Louisville and stay away from the tracks. Uh, good point. But if you told me to go on the tracks, I'll be like, how about I just go on the train? It's probably best to take the train. Yep. 
And I think we've had enough goat talk today. How about you? Yes. Really, though, when you get right down to it, I still think they're kind of freaky. One minute, they can sound like they're screaming. The next minute, they're fainting and falling over. Or they're trying to sneak up behind you to ram you. I don't trust them. <laughs> screaming goat man? Uh, haven't you seen Screaming Goats? In the Grinch movie, yes. I know we've done some fainting goats. Um, All right, we've got some YouTube to watch after this. Yeah. With that, I'm Sean. I'm Elias. And you've been listening to Kid Cryptid. And if you've enjoyed what we've been doing, be sure to rate us on your preferred listening format. And if you're not already, follow along with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Feel free to say hi. We love hearing from you. Until next time.